the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. It is your match week one recap coming to you live on this fine Thursday. Am I right, Patrick? Yeah, sounds about right. Thursday sounds about right, folks. And Patrick, Vegas was a movie, specifically the live action Flintstones movie, Viva Rock Vegas. <laughs> Can't say I've seen that one, James. Uh, it was nice to see uh, the Mirage, a place where common movies have been filmed. For common the last movies. time it's going uh, not going like those uncommon movies you hear about. <laughs> I think uh, Vegas Vacation is a common movie. I would say, uh, and maybe other movies filmed there, but I know that one was. Gonna miss yeah. the Mirage. Gonna miss yeah. the Cromwell, but I'm gonna miss the Oyo the most, James. Is mm-hmm. that casino? Artists formerly they canceled the hotel, the artist formerly known as the Hooters Hotel. You still there's a still Hooters in there though. So it's like a rebrand. Yeah, it's the Oyo Hotel. Come to the Oyo Hotel where Hooters. you can yeah. get Hooters wings and sleep on Al branded merchandise in your room. Yeah, I can't imagine staying there. Uh, but hell of a time. Hell of a time. We know someone who can. Oh God. Yeah. This <laughs> well, yeah. F- folks. Folks, if you hear us talking about cigar picks in front of the Bellagio fountains, you're either thinking of Ocean's Eleven or you haven't gotten clued into the Prem de la Prem gram. You better get on it and catch the vibes because it was electric. Um, Patrick, I think, queued up one of the most viewed stories of all time, just tagging Salt Bay. <laughs> yeah, it's an international pull, James. Uh, yeah. He's making overpriced, overpriced and undercooked steaks all across the globe. So... Uh, he, he spread far and wide. I think he's got like 42 million followers. So A little bit of know, halo effect. Future collab coming up. If you can't be great, stand by greatness. Yeah, and he also plays um, He plays a bit of football. It, it's kind of like one of those things like Hasbula is like a prime fighter, you know, where he's playing football and looks like all the guys that he's playing against are making it easier for him. Yeah, uh, when like, he's kind of like stuff. Hold it, holding him at arm's length kind of thing. So yeah, I think I would I would I'd like to challenge Salt Bay one on one to stake off street ball. Oh, stake stake okay. off and you know football off. We'd have to figure out the thing. I'm not one on one's really not my bag, so I'd like a little team set up. Uh, but I'd like to take Salt Bay down. Okay, uh, and we're on our way. Yeah, the number right. stock. Well, Patrick, it was a tale of two weekends, two Vegases. Uh, <laughs> Could not have been more opposite. Let's start from the beginning. You fly in on Friday morning in an Henri jersey and a tweed jacket. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is what I could see. I was not there. Um, I was working, actually. So, mm-hmm. credit to me. Uh, you go to a local pub, have the time of your life making new friends, celebrate a convincing 2-0 Arsenal dub over Palace, continue to drink your face off, singing Arsenal chants by the time I get in. Yeah, Accurate? it was a great, great, Accurate? great day. Great okay. day. Took the early flight in for the game. Um, and it was, you know, we we're a little delayed in kind of getting to the station, so I had to watch the uh, mm. the beginning bits from the uh, from the phone. But oh, just we managed. The bits. We persevered. Okay. Uh, we we got ourselves settled in at the tap, fine local establishment. 
Um, there were some some good old boys from from England, from London there, that I was chatting up with. Um, guy really wanted Arteta to make a sub. He has to make a sub. He's screaming it all second half, uh, which which was true. Uh, that's not neither here nor there, James, though. We pulled it out. Dominating performance. Leave it out. Um, and also against a bogey team. You know, a team that we've only won once against in the last four years. So nice to nice to get the season started as such. And yeah, yeah dude, I bought a... Uh, right after that, we were just walking the streets and some guy came up, tries to like, hey, here's my CD. We're taking donations. Mm. We're going to be at wherever. I just you gave said, him 20. here's my CD. No, I just gave him 20 bucks. I was like, absolutely. Here you go. Let's spread, <laughs> let's spread the joy. Uh, Katie and Danielle had some words with me after that one. Uh, and I wanted it back soon after, James. But I now have two CDs because there's the hip hop and there's the R&B that I received. Oh, the so, B-side. Yeah, so I got both CDs. It's actually two CDs, James, separate okay. CDs. We don't do the double printing in this well, game. The way you were playing blackjack, it seems like that was a more sound investment of $20. Fair enough, James. Fair enough. <laughs> I had uh, to get my shots in, Patrick. No, because yeah. on the other hand, I wake up. Okay, so you just heard about Patrick's um, best day of all time on to Friday. Start, to start the weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm, to start the weekend. So here I am waking up at a cool 5.30 a.m. on Sunday morning on the back of what we could only describe as a full-on day. Uh, Patrick, you were kind enough to join me. I like to think for vibes, and I hesitate, I shudder to mention the thought of shot and fraud in your mind when I was waking you up at 5.30 in the in the morning, but we'll leave that aside. We mosey on over to the MGM Casino. Patrick, pop quiz, who wins in a fight? The biggest sports book in the entire world or the streaming service Peacock? You know, those feathers fly <laughs> high, wide, and proud. Yeah. And they dominate the scene. Yeah, turns out if it's not on broadcast cable, Vegas wants no part of it. Nope. We're talking no. MGM, we're talking Caesars, we're talking Aria. How do we know, Patrick? Because we tried all of them out. I'm hustling, hustling, avoiding guys tripping up over themselves and ladies of the night, or should I say 5.30 in the morning, looking for one last roll in the hay. It was it was a dark time. It's a rough time to be roaming casino to casino, James, 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's a real rough time in Vegas, on a Sunday, no less. Yeah. Uh, head buried in my iPhone mini. Uh, while the 200-inch widescreen in front of me has SportsCenter highlights on, it was a perfect irony that was only matched by the sad truth that was playing out in front of me watching McTominay complete eight total passes on the night. He did that many. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, lowest in the team, I believe, for a center midfielder. Um, anyway, that about tells the story right there, Patrick. I'm glad you got to have your Vegas experience play out the way you wanted it to. But I'm over here where it's not all sunshine and rainbows buckling up for a new season. And you know what, Patrick? This might be a good segue to what we want to do for the meat of the episode. We're going to do match week one overreactions. And to be clear, these are not little bit leave-its. Right. This is us growing up in the Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless heyday, doing the Lord's work, making big old assumptions about how the season's going to play out just based on match week one, picking out things we saw. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you want to start here just as much as I do, but it's going to be a long season for the boys. Mm. It's going to be a long season for the boys. When you trot out nine of 11 starters uh, as the same as last season, one of our new players, free agent, uh, didn't play a recognizable striker. McTominay and Fred were our center midfield pairing. What did I think was going to happen? I don't know, James. I'll tell you what I thought was going to happen on the way to MGM, and maybe this is a blessing in disguise. I was about to put it on Harry Maguire to score a header. 
Lock yeah. it. That's where my head was at. So, and look, even I thought the vibes were there. I was there. I was. I was uh, just about to put the Ronaldo hat trick down to start the uh, start the second half as well. Uh, thankfully, common sense prevailed there. Needed to well, fate intervened. Cap the were, losses. Yeah, there was no bookie at the time when I said I wanted McGuire to score a header, or I was ready to lock it. I thought it was guaranteed, just as much mm-hmm. as the sun rising the next day, and. When we scored what can only be considered the grossest consolation goal in human history, <laughs> where, uh, what's his name, Sanchez, just yep. uh, rocks, just rock him, sock him, robots it off the Brighton defender into his own net. Dalo celebrates like he's won the Champions League. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there you were saying, fuck it, United to win, straight up money line. And alas, no one, no one was there to answer your prayers, or I guess spare you. I'd I'd like to think that on vibes alone, because this was a big vibe weekend. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty, uh, but Andrew, the engineer, left far in the green, uh, just unfathomably well (laughs) on the tables. Uh, So I felt that vibe and that energy that... If if, you are confident, anything's possible. Yeah, that he is a a walking proof of of, of that. Uh, No, Jane, it was... Not a great performance, I'd say. Uh, just all too easy is what it is, and I think that that's uh, for me. It's just it's it's down to like what you t- touched on. It's just it's just stale there right now. Things are stale. They haven't changed. Ronaldo's giving you giving you some pretty bad vibes. Pretty. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he loves to express himself. I'll let you. I'll let you weigh in with a little bit of a. Uh, the editorial version, James, but he's he's been expressing himself on the sideline. Doesn't seem good for vibes. Uh, well, it's a double it's August. a double doozy, Patrick, because you know it's one of my uh, one of my carpet scruffers, so to speak. It's just something mm. that really gets my goat when there's action on the field, and you've just got Ronaldo Cam locked and trained in anytime mm-hmm. the ball goes out of play. Right. It's, yeah. You, you'd think that you'd probably get somewhat similar reactions from uh, you know different players throughout the league. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he just he knows the camera's on him, and he knows that he could do the little stank face. Uh, I would ask you this: do you, Are you worried? Are you worried about the chemistry between Ten Hag and Ronaldo? Because my note here, my overreaction was uh, Man United hell in a handbasket. That's all I wrote, James. <laughs> so I think that we got to address the elephant in the room: the two big egos, the two guys that could be calling the shots here. We got to back Ten Hag. Yeah, what's the deal? Doesn't look like Ronaldo's going. Um, he has now found out that he is no longer a desirable player uh, when the when you weigh the pros against the cons. Little ego hit there. Listen, he's always been one of the most professional guys, so I think he'll buckle down and play. I'm not entirely sure he's going to buy into a system, but we might just have to rock with where the goals are coming from. Martial was going to get a shot, but he got injured. We knew this. We knew this was going to happen. So, yeah, Patrick, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. But what I will say, we've advanced our panic buys from deadline day to early August. Hey, get them into the side. Yeah. Make it, make it worse so that the panic buy is actually better. You know what I mean? Right. It's like they won't, they won't see through this if we do it in early August. Mm-hmm. I think yep. the best part of this, Patrick, was here's the timeline. Last week of July. We're not worried. Frankie de Jong, think we got it. We have a bunch of targets. 
We're patient on them. We know what we need to do this window. Last week of July. That was last week of July. First week mm-hmm. of August. We're still not worried about Frankie. We think he's going to come our way. Uh, we think this, this uh, we've been patient in the market. It's all going to play out the way we want. We know what Ten Hog wants. We're backing it. August 8th, United put an offer for Marco Arnautovic. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Yeah. Just skipped a whole lot of steps there. And by God, am I scared. You know, I think, Patrick, there's lots to be said about Ten Hag only going for players who he knows, right? Like, you could see that as a knock on him, which one way or another, sure. If Maybe Dutch players aren't the most reliable bet to come and play in the Premier League. Or you could look at it the other way, which is, what does that say about United's recruiting department where Ten Hag's like, Oh, that's cool. No, I think I'm going to go with these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just it's just one of those things that, you know, I was I was giving uh Chelsea some hard time about their their window this summer, which seems pretty all over the place. You know, hard to kind of follow the the overall uh kind of strategy and timeline, though it does seem to be coming together well as you had predicted on our on our last episode, but this is th- this is this is crazy. This this I mean these came out of nowhere as well. I mean these are just th- these are just FIFA sort by overall is a free agent next year. Okay, let's rock it. Let's rock it. Potential was once high. Brilliant. Let's get them in. It just seems like it's going to be a little all over the place with these guys coming in. Still think you probably need some outgoings. I mean there are like on their day I'm sure they're going to have some good performances, but the cohesion is where where I'm worried for your boys, James. Uh, any final words before we, we flip it over to the the flip side of this fixture for a, a, a more fun overreaction? Oh, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. No, Patrick, we're coming into the season with one hand tied behind our back. Uh, again, in the immortal words of Patrick Crowley, if you don't laugh, you cry. Mm-hmm. And it was you. Well, it was both of us for a while. Who are we kidding? It's pretty. It's a pretty cuck heavy podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But you feel it the most this season where the optimism of a new manager was wiped out in the space of 45 minutes, Patrick. <laughs> new season optimism, gone. Yeah. 45 minutes in. It's, it's unconscionable. And the entire reason is because we forget that for a moment in time, we wanted to get swept up in thinking Ten Hag could make the difference. The fact of the matter is no manager can make the difference while this organization is run by who it's run by and and that's the sad reality the loss has hurt a little less which is just a sign of standards dropping within me so now i'm just going to try and enjoy player development maybe get a few wins here and there and hope the glazers sell the club anyway yeah we can dive in later james but that's like where where you're at that's that's where your head's got to be and then you can actually have a little good time with it uh but yeah brighton what, where, where do we have to put Graham Potter now? Because I feel like my overreaction, James, is that Graham Potter has reached elite status in the league as far as tactical management goes. He is elite. time and time again elite tactical manager, swapping in players in and out, loses his two best players. Neil Mape is on the bench. And this is Basuma and Kukurea I'm, I'm, I'm referring to. Okay. Um, you got Neil Mape on the bench. He's got his new goalie, Burnt Leno. Actually, no, Burnt Leno went to Fulham. Never mind. He's on a <laughs> Fulham's bench, which is another could get the freak of the week. He's not getting it, but he's got 
it just seems like it's the system that is working, and it's not working at a scratch and claw, and yes, we're staying in the Premier League. They finished ninth in the table last year, James, so the system is in place. He's doing it with, who knows? I mean, could you just played him. Can you name, could you name the starting 11? Uh, well, little fun fact in there. Moises Caicedo was heavily scouted and offered to United, and we turned him down, and he was arguably man of the match for Brighton. So, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was on, on my radar. It keeps, yeah, it keeps stacking up. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but, the Pascal Gross brace, Adam Lallana, Danny Welbeck are just, you know, the league wrote him off years ago. Welbeck, former United player. Yeah, right. it, it was smacked with irony, and he had a great game too. Mm-hmm. And, and it is all down to a team that's been drilled by the same manager playing one style of play for three plus years, and then you name how many managers United has, has had totally in three plus years, you know, and the recruitment system. So, Again, this is the kind of analysis you can get from any old follow-up show on Sky Sports or or BT or or Talk Sport. This is Prem de la Prem, baby. So I won't I won't get too much into the sad state of affairs. Graham Potter, let me answer your question with another hyperbolic question: Is Brandon Rogers elite? No. Well, then how can you say Graham Potter's elite? I thought we were supposed to overreact here. Dude's just getting big dubs. Old Trafford came in. I wouldn't even no, say. No, he's good. He's, he's very good. He's very good, Patrick. And I think like. I think he's I a think fan fit Brighton for a big fans, job. Brighton fans ended up bending the knee. When, you know, there was a moment last yeah. season where it's like, who who runs this place? The fans are Graham Potter. And it turns out it was Graham Potter. He's like, you better be thanking your lucky stars every day that I'm your coach. Because he's one of those guys who I think is going to go find his level at a. Uh, at a top six club one day. So yeah, elite, maybe I, you say elite. Yeah, I agree. Elite I mean, for Brighton. Yeah. Or even just elite in a uh, sheep's clothing, so to speak. A sheep in a wolf's clothing. In a seagull's clothing. <laughs> Aren't they the seagulls? The Brighton yeah. goals? Yeah. It's a, I'm thinking of the skin graft that would have to take place. Anyway. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, yeah. we're getting yeah, out yeah, of, yeah. yeah. I was going full, you know, Pegasus, Centaur. I was mixing mm-hmm. and matching. Yeah, we were different sizes, all good. You okay. know, just kind of working in working in that kind of space. Okay. Uh, Patrick, got another one for you. Mm. Overreaction, just taking us away from Old Trafford, leaving it in the dust. Uh, Jesse Marsh is going to be the most hated manager in the Premier League because no other manager can fathom losing to an American. It's like Portuguese... <laughs> Portuguese pompousness and prestige and superiority just having to go over and shake Ted Lasso's hand on another on another devastating loss. You know, Leeds actually yeah. has Wolves number. This goes back to that crazy game last season. So I'm sure that played a part a part in their handshake or lack thereof. But uh I think Jesse Marsh is gonna ruffle a few feathers and possibly just on accident alone. Yeah, legend has it, uh, Bruno Lodge got a little upset with him, and, and Jesse March, he replied, you know, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog, and that just sent him smoke coming out of the ears, fuming. Uh, but Wolves, man, shithouse team, good yeah. on Leeds to get on through. I think Leeds with the pressure, um, Brendan Arison is is a is a fun little player, uh, and you know, you get Man a player like... Match. 
Yeah, you get a player like him. You get a player like Dan James. You got these guys on the team that just look like they're shot out of a rocket ship every time they're moving. It's just fun, and this is league is built on mm-hmm. built on press. Uh, so they're going to press. They're going to be annoying. They are going to be in. Let's not get it twisted. They are going to be in the bottom of the table. They're going to, you know, I believe, be in the relegation fight for much of the year or close yeah. to it. And so they're going to have to be a tough out, an annoying team, a bit of a shit house team. And then you got, yeah, as you said, cheese ball over there, just just quoting whoever knows, uh, just at every at yeah. every encounter. I think the the scuffle started because under his breath, Jesse Marsh said, "Yeah, just like World War II to Bruno Lage, <laughs> and Bruno was just like, "What? I don't understand." Just flabbergasted. <laughs> oh my god, it's great! It's great! It is. I think it's good for the brand. That you got the American coach there, that he has a bit the, of personality, yeah. and I agree with you. I think people aren't going to like him, so I think that's going to galvanize. I love Mini America. I love Mini America. Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, the Brendan Aronson interview on on BBC for Match of the Day. I was like, "What's happening right now?" Because it is jarring when you hear it in a league full of thick English and foreign accents. You just get, "Yeah, that was awesome out there. Really great game. We we played we played real strong." And you're just like, oh, one of us. Yeah. He's yeah, over there. So, yeah, so the folks know. Uh, my brother, he was he was a City fan until there was three three Americans on a Premier League team, and he's taking lead. So he's all in, he says. So he's going to be – you thought he was annoying as a City fan. Watch out as a Leeds fan. He's going he full did, donkey he was He was a self-admitted plastic City fan. So Right. And he said he was waiting for this moment. So I think he's all in. The bane on, of the bane of Kate's leads. existence. So I speak. think it's kind of like he's a troll in both scenarios, truthfully. Uh, but fair play to him. Fair play to him. Uh, Wolves are Wolves are going to be the same team they were last year. Just every game with them is going to be a dogfight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. What else have I got here? Uh, Erling Holland's going to break the Premier League goal scoring record. Yeah, James. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thought it was going to take a minute to adjust. <laughs> Looks like it was wrong about that Prime one. Prime Rude Van Nistelrooy out the gates. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. That boy well, different. What was that you were saying? We were, we were doing like overreactions, jerk reactions to the Community Shield, which we're now jerk reacting to after match week one. We were like, Holland's not going to get the space to run in behind. <laughs> yeah. Like I I, I busting a it. gut from the 40-yard line. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy, he defies the laws of physics. Uh, and I, I thought it was going to take him a little minute, but good lord! In the way, I mean, I am curious. West Ham were playing a bit of a high line at times, just a bit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that strategy works out against against City very often. It could have been five or six from Holland James. He was all over the pitch. He was all over it. He was making things happen. He was getting fed. You know, they were. You know, City really isn't kind of a whip the ball into the box high team. But Foden was playing some balls in that. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than he was bigger than Diop. I don't know how big Diop is, but I, I, in my head, he's a big center back. So he's problem, full blown problem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, think back to the amount of times where De Bruyne picks their, picks his head up or Riyad Mahrez from the right side, looking to whip a ball into the box, and everyone's just kind of like ghosting around the edge in the many rotating false nine system they had last year. Now you've just got the big boy, the big lad up mm-hmm. front, and he's going to open that midfield wide up. They're going to be. They're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be tough to beat. I really – when did the um, – let me just kind of take a little peep at their schedule. Yeah. And just try to see when they, when are they away to uh, – I mean, Newcastle away should be light work. I'm just trying to see when 
when are they going to have to like really break down the team? I mean, the Man City Tottenham game I'm looking forward to in about a month. But no, I mean, I'm just yeah, Wolves Wolves away right after that. So those two games will be interesting to see how they get on. Mm-hmm. Do they keep running? But well, Patrick, yeah, you give that in guy the, an inch. He's taking a mile. In the aftermath of United Brighton, I watched a Tifo. I had Tifo Sports break down why it's good to play with a striker. <laughs> and, and, and what a striker actually does and it was enlightening and uh i gotta tell you this Erling holland guy yeah he's gonna open a lot of doors he's gonna be pretty good he's gonna be pretty pretty good uh, <laughs> the things you don't realize a striker does in a game james another thing i'd like you know i i don't think we learned much about west ham uh that was they could be fine they could be not nothing to overact to getting beat by city that's great analysis so moving along could be fine, could be not fine. Prem moving prem. along, James. <laughs> Liverpool got a crack in the armor. Ooh, or is it Fulham? Good enough to end the boomerang. Tough game. Tough Full- game. Patrick, how about each week we give out a? You got a new soundbite on your hands. That dog in them award because Fulham <laughs> had that dog in them. Okay. In week one, they were hunting in packs akin to how a dog does out in the wild. And sure, they showed up strong. Like this wasn't a Fulham held on for dear life and and uh, clung on to the result. And I know there was a Henderson shot off the crossbar in the last minute that could have got Liverpool to win. But in my mind, this was a Fulham could have easily won the game. They were, they were good value for the draw, I'd say, in the end. Correct. Correct. And... They played so, so well. This is Mitrovic firing the way he did, bringing in, bringing over that championship side form. Um, their wingers busting a gut up and down. I, I, I admittedly know very little about their new signings, but one of them, uh, and, oh, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, up and down the right side, just shuttling all day. It was a great-looking team. Andreas Pereira, um, not looking like a donkey, so mm-hmm. good for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, overreaction, staying up, Patrick. Yeah, it looked good enough, didn't it? The new stadium's got a better angle as well, so it's just not as annoying to watch them, and they're right on. I mean, it looks like it's not all the way done, the stadium. Uh, but I think yeah, they, they, just, that... they just redid a stand, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They redid the stand, but it was right on the right on the river, so they mm-hmm. really didn't have much room to, to move in behind it. So You would think they would prioritize not having to walk across a street from the dressing room to get inside the stadium. Home field advantage. Uh, maybe that's what uh, Jurgen Klopp was referring to, being so dry mm. um, instead of the luscious pitch. I am going to refuse to comment fair for enough. specific reasons. Understood. I actually yeah. would also like to, fair, to to reserve some additional comments about um, the other, uh, who had to have been the man of the match, Mitrovic, uh, the other guy to get a brace, big <laughs> big first game Fantastic. of the season. Fantastic. Um, I do need to touch on a similar similar team, James, Bournemouth. Oddly yeah. enough, you and I yeah. were talking about Fulham and Bournemouth being the ones nailed on to go down in the of the promoted teams, and here they are. Now throw both, out the rule book. Both getting a result at home, I'd say equally impressive, to, to, to hold Liverpool mm-hmm. to a draw and mm-hmm. then to beat Villa uh, convincingly as well, Bournemouth did, I would say. So are they also a threat to stay up? You know, these are these are early days of no, course. Patrick, I think they'll be I am, against Man City, but what are we thinking here? I'm dusting one off the old bookshelf, the old Prem de la Prem library of uh random superlatives 
and I'm opening the book and it says, this is why we love the Premier League. Mm. I'm not saying Fulham and Bournemouth are staying up. I'm just saying this is why we love the Premier League. Let's stir the pot just Anything a little. Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, Bournemouth beating Villa. Uh, Steven Gerrard, by the way, now has the same record as Gary Neville did at Valencia. Stay woke. Wow. Yep, stay woke, which was like a bona fide meme managerial st- uh, stunt and mm. stint, stint rather, and Steven Gerrard is the next Sir Alex Ferguson. So, James, let me ask you a kind of a crazy question that I wasn't even on my radar. Mm-hmm. Is Villa a potential relegation team? Hear me no. out on this one. Oh, wow, okay. Hear me. I, I will hear you out. Hear me out on this one. I don't know that they. I was thinking. I was looking at all these teams that I think are a little, a little stale, and I'm looking at this team here, and I don't know that I see that much, just like pop. I guess James. I don't know that I see mm. the pop. Emi Buendia, unimpressive to me uh, a year a year ago. Maybe he comes comes good, but didn't really seem to have it. I'm not a big believer in Danny Ings at this point in his career. Yeah. Leon Bailey, Coutinho, you know, this is the overreaction, of course. But is this team at all, like you said, they just, they kind of just little like hang, hang around, like the middle of the table. No, like it, no. I, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be solid. I, I buy your point on Danny Ings. I, I've also got a little bit of McFred goggles on. So I'm looking at Bubakar Kamara as like, wow. Why didn't anyone else look at this player? Um, not sure. to say not to say he had a stellar game against Bournemouth, but he was very much sought after by a lot of big teams in Europe, and Villa locked him up. Diego Carlos, similarly, got to see how he comes in. And Leon Bailey had an anonymous season last season, yeah. and maybe that was from poor performances, but he was also injured a lot of the time. So I'm curious to see if he can kick on and play a decent amount of football. Yeah, um, yeah relegation's probably too strong, but more question marks than I was counting on. For this team. Sure. For me. Sure. Okay. My eyes are open. You know what my eyes are also open to, James? This What's is my that? last one. What's How that? sus the Everton lineup is. Ooh, yeah. They got Alex Awobi playing center mid unironically. I did see that. I did see that. It's like and he didn't Lampard's do like, What's that jo- he's like, What's that Joe Ellington's doing over at Newcastle? <laughs> Who, by the way, put in a fucking shift. Joe Ellington's a problem at center mid, a box-to-box center mid. What a transition. But we're talking about Everton. Yeah, when I saw Iwobi starting center midfield, I think that was about the time I texted Carl and said, congrats on the three points. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm just just curious, curious here. uh, Who's who's meant to be a problem? Gordon? Well, the number na- 10. Now he's got the number 10 jersey the number and 10. bleach blonde hair. Yeah, this team is bang average, Patrick. Damari Gray. Bang average. And then off the bench, right? Like there's 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 no like I mean, I I, I don't believe in Deli Alley to have a resurgence. Maybe maybe that's on the table. It's just not something nope. I'm I'm looking at and I'm seeing. Nope. Um Allen, not really gonna be an impact player. They got so many defenders. I think they're just prepping for the for the long haul. Unfortunately, it does look like Ben Godfrey's going to be out for a little bit. I don't know what the diagnosis is, oh, but okay. did come off on a stretcher in that game. So have no they fear. Got their work. Michael Keane is here. Yeah, he's ready to slide right in. They got James Tarkowski from Burnley. Um, he stuck around in the league, but I think he's going to be doing what he did last year, fighting mm-hmm. to stay up. Well, it's funny you've got an Everton uh, take. I think Chelsea are going to be boring as fuck this season. I'm just going to say this season. <laughs> incredible yeah go incredible on, uh timo werner officially gone so 
Peace. Bust, some people are saying. Some people are using the B word. Not, well, I guess I literally just did. But yeah, Timo Werner, gone. See ya. Back to Leipzig. Raheem Sterling leading the line. They're doing like a poor man's city with mm-hmm. uh, no recognizable striker. Or I guess a rich man's United, some would say. <laughs> so who? Um, so the, here's the thing. Last, last time we talked, I was worried about, uh, about them. And I think they're doing quite a bit in the market still. I would not be shocked if they were still to get some mm-hmm. more pop up front, though I don't know that there is a, um, a striker on the market or one that they could get. The wild card for me is Armando Brogia. This guy at Southampton was a problem. He was, yep. you know, he he didn't he didn't quite have it all together. So for me, I agree with you, James. I don't think any combo of Havertz, Sterling, Mount, Pulisic, Ziyech, if the, if if either yeah. of those two stick around, I don't think any iteration of them up front is particularly exciting. Like, how is that all going to click into place? Yeah, you know? it's. I think they'll, they'll have days where they do their little tikataka and it's and it's brilliant, and they'll play around some teams every now and again. Uh, they were putting the pressure on. They dominated this game, but again, I think it's a. The, I, they were I doing think, game management the, from the second half. Right, fair enough. Yeah, and, and and look, I think that gets results. So I think that there's they're going to continue to do quite a bit of that throughout the year. Um, but Brogia's the wild card for me, James, obviously notwithstanding anything in the market. And then the other one that I would say, from a certainly from a wingbacks perspective, they've got they've got some of the best in the in the world, you have to say, with, you know, Reese James and Kukurea, Kukurea, I think those those two guys are are really, really dangerous. And so if they can work, again, that's kind of what, you know, it's not the same position and formation that City do, but City basically play five in attack and five in defense. And so if you have those two guys getting up and getting in, they are very dangerous. I just, I still think that they need someone with a little bit more of a, a deadly instinct in and around there. And you know, Sterling isn't always that guy. Mount, I actually, you know, rate to, to finish his chances. That guy's pretty clinical. Uh, <laughs> but times change, James. Yeah, times people change. change. People change. I used to be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sense in arguing, James. No. Nope. But no, I do agree with you. I think it's going to – I'll reserve I'll reserve my thought, I'll say, until the end of the market because okay. I am interested to see what they do. Okay. And I do think a lot of the – cohesion needs to come from particular outgoings which you can't tell me you don't envy the way Chelsea are able to to move uh to move players this particular round they had to just kind of do the yo-yo a couple times with some real expensive guys so that I don't envy but they're selling players for quite quite a bit buying good players Koulibaly looks solid uh they're going to be really strong at the back Mendy Mendy made a few big saves uh, Mm. saves that he had to make because I don't think that they had the punch on the day, but they're they're gonna be a tough team to score on, as yeah. well. Yeah, it so does you seem can't that take way. that take that against them. It does seem that way, Patrick. Okay. Uh, last one I had. The I hate Manchester United fan club, aka Nottingham Forest. I think they're gonna struggle a little more than we laid out. I think someone out there in the world just uttered they're gonna be this year's Brentford. I don't know exactly where it came from. We all just kind of got on board and we're like, yeah, that makes sense. They're like the sexy new team in the league. I went through their list of players and I was like, aside from Henderson and Lingard, the aforementioned former United fan club, 
Neko Williams, maybe. I can't name a single player. And the guys who had stellar seasons to bring them up, Jed Spence, James Garner, they've been poached or retained, respectively. So, mm-hmm. One to watch for sure, James. Looking like a bang average team. One, one that I gave maybe a little too much credit. But yeah. again, this is a match week one overreaction. And I will say, James, there is, there's also, you know, the other side of this, right? How many players would you have been able to name on that Sheffield team that finished seventh? Yeah, they, fair when play. When they first came up. So I think the, 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 the spectacle was more around the manager and the culture and the way that the team were playing, but definite one to watch as there were a few of those integral players. And mm-hmm. this is a different league. Who do you go for, for mm-hmm. those, for those results? And I believe James, if I'm not mistaken, that they came up uh, through the playoffs finished finished fourth yes they did yes, they finished fourth so they came up they came up through the playoffs which obviously good on them but they're they, they were one did well in the cup you know so they, they might they might struggle a, a wee bit yeah in the league but yeah of course they will uh they're they're a newly promoted team lots of football left to be played indeed okay patrick freak of the week Prem de la Prem's freak of the week freak of the week Freak of the week. The freak of the week. It's the freak of the week. Wow, what a freak. Well, Jurgen Klopp took a few L's. Talk. Took a few L's in the public eye and then also in the shape of a draw, I suppose. But after the Community Shield, he spoke out against fixture congestion, comparing it to global warming as a problem (laughs) everyone is aware of, but nobody's doing anything about (laughs) Well said, Jurgen. Take a step down from that pedestal, buddy. Uh, a more apt comparison would probably be the World Cup in Qatar, for which all the fixtures are being crunched, as a problem everyone is aware of, but nobody's doing anything about. But that's neither here nor there. And he then took that high horse down to Craven Cottage, and after looking for explanations of why his team was so slow in their 2-2 draw, uh, complained that Fulham's pitch was too dry. That is one out of the textbook, only to be bested by Fulham social media manager, just slapping a picture on social media of Craven Cottage getting a good right dousing the day of the game. Yeah. As lush. Every pitch I believe the word does. was lush. Yeah. Yeah. Every day, right before kickoff. I do feel bad for Liverpool having to, having to play in the Sahara of West London. Yeah. 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 It couldn't, it couldn't, be, it couldn't be any closer to the Thames. It's right there. The Thames, indeed. Am I saying that right? No. Damn. Absolutely not. It's not Thames? It's Thames? Oh, God. Thames. Okay, so I was right just a little bit of a little bit of an accent. Thames, Thames, Thames. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's Thames. Yeah. That's Thames. I said, oh. I'm saying it right okay, with the Okay, so you're, you're reverting back. We're going, to the, we're going with the Thames. Okay. Who am I to change you? There's the Tigris, the Euphrates. Am I saying those ones correctly, James? River Nile, Amazon. Ever heard of it? Yeah. My freak of the week is going to be the MGM Casino. We touched on it a little bit before, but here's what they say. MGM is the premier destination for sports Mm. betting. The king of sports books. MGM offers endless opportunities for all types of sports. My ass. My ass. Big freak move. It's Premier League match week one. There's people there. We weren't the only ones there. There's a small group, mind you, but we weren't the only ones there. You couldn't get this anywhere. You couldn't get it on a bar. You couldn't get it in the sports book. 
it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. I, we didn't even think to check. Yeah. There were there were many every... people who wandered in after yeah. us and said, oh, no United game. That's weird. And walked back right. out. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Cost five ninety nine. Buy the account. Plop it up there. <laughs> Everybody wants it. Everybody. Big freak move, MGM. Who, Disgrace. Who wins in a fight, MGM Casino or a five ninety nine subscription to Peacock? <laughs> it's, it blows my mind. They I could know. probably get a little free trial. Absolutely baffled. Absolutely baffled. And by the way, here. in case anybody was w- wondering, uh, your ability to just organically cast to TVs and casinos does not exist. They have their security locked down. Uh, <laughs> was was, was a explored avenue. We were desperate. Didn't work. We were desperate. It was, uh, it was iPhone stacked up on top of wallet so it doesn't fall over season. Yeah. Real, God. real rough. I think the hangover just kicked back in talking about it. And they didn't, I was, I mean, this is, we, they didn't even have waters. I, I, water. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of issues here for the king of sports books. Fix it at MGM Casino. Expect an angry tweet later. Get it right. Yep. Beast of the week. Huge beast. Huge beast. What a beast. It's the beast of the week. Wow, look at that beast. James, for my beast of the week, I'm going with Alexander Mitrovich. And we got a little we got a, we got a couple things to go into here. First of all, first time in Virgil van Dyke's Premier League career. He's been dribbled past and conceded a penalty same game. Mitrovic did both of those things. He Cruyff turned on his ass and then drew a little cheeky little penalty, we'll have to say, I think, to be fair. Uh, But I want to talk about Boomerang Boy here, which is what I call Mitrovic. So between Newcastle and Fulham, James, he has not played in consecutive Premier League seasons. I forgot Uh, he was at Newcastle. The odd exception being perhaps 2017, 2018. He started with Newcastle in the Premier League, and then in January was loaned to Fulham in the Championship in the mm. winter and then went back to the Premier League with Fulham. He couldn't even wait a full year to do the boomerang that year. But, James, when we talk about the Beast of the Week, he got two goals, and I'll say he looked good. Big question coming into this year was, can he keep up that championship form, which he demolished the record? Here's what his form has been, basically, his whole uh, whole career Championship games, we have a good sample size. Four years there, four years in the Premier League. Championship, he's scoring a goal about every 117 minutes, just a little over a game. In the Premier League, is 269 minutes, nearly one in every three games. And so his production has dropped off significantly. He's my beast this week because he gave me a performance that I needed to see that I didn't believe. One last thing on him that I didn't believe, he's 27 years old. I could have sworn yep. this man was in his upper 30s. Yep, thought he was a journeyman. Yeah, I had no idea that when we saw him years ago, he was 20 years old playing in the Patrick, Premier League. Patrick, it's the, it's the return of the big target man. You know, Darwin, Darwin Nunez in Holland gets the, gets the credit, but Mitrovic doing it with the best of them. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Patrick, my beast of the week is, drum roll, you and me, Prem de la Prem. <laughs> A commanding first and second in the fantasy league. Let's go. Thanks, everyone, for signing up. We'll take it from here. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We, it, just so you know, if we win, we will buy each other a shirt. Like that's 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 how it's going to go. be. Like, like Christmas morning in the Prem de la Prem household. We are not. Yeah, we're not uh, forfeiting our prize. You yeah. got to come get it. Uh, what I say, James? Yeah, come and I said take I was going to be hot out of the gate. Uh, and guess what? Your boy's engaged right now. So 
We'll see how long it lasts. Yeah, the uh, Patrick Crowley great. method is to buckle at the first sign of adversity. So <laughs> I've we're going to go ahead and wait for that. I've already got big Willie, Willie Saliba in the side, made a quick little transfer. Arsenal's got some clean running games. That's Cheeky. some clean sheets Cheeky. in the bag. Cheeky. So, look, I'm locked. I'm locked right now, James. Uh, okay. Put the league on notice with that performance. And just so everyone knows, this is Prem de la Prem 4. This means more. Mm. Darwin's donkeys on 74. That's you. Holland's oats. Holland's oats. That's me on 73. We got right a 22-person league, and we are pumped. Come and take it. Come and yeah, take right it, on, fellas. Right on my tail. Talk Damn, about so. match week one overreactions. Yeah, for real. Oh, Patrick. Oh. I mean, this this is borderline on passant territory for me overtaking you within one point. Yes. Did I step just too far ahead so that you can leapfrog me? We'll we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. And you know, James, as a guy who captains Kuliseski brilliantly, uh, <laughs> I just have to say that I really I really enjoy. Uh, the way this this league is panning out so far. So I just wanted to add that as a final thought. Yep. Could not have played out better. Mm-hmm. It's a champagne it really, moment. It really does come down to the captain, doesn't it? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it does. Fair play. Fair okay. Play. Patrick, men of culture. We are the men of culture. Men of culture. Hombres de cultura. Ooh, that's cultural. We're going to go abroad. That's why I've got it in my men of culture. They were borderline beast, borderline freak. They really could have applied to any segment because it's just so interesting and intriguing, Patrick. That is Barcelona bringing a lawsuit against themselves. Now, that's James. what I talk about accountability. Look, <laughs> you, you always say look in the mirror first when anything's going wrong. So I could appreciate Barcelona doing that. I had this written down as well, James. I could have wrote... I could, I could have wrote a full book with the notes that I got for this. So, first of all, they well, l- let's stick on this I don't because know. I got some. I got to talk about a fourth oh. lever in a minute as oh, well. Oh, Patrick, I, I don't know if you were a SpongeBob SquarePants guy, but uh, there was an oh, episode. Patrick. Yeah, there was an episode where uh, they slapped the handcuffs on Patrick, and he goes, "Wow, it was me." The person I least suspected. Like, I picture Barcelona <laughs> bringing the lawsuit to themselves with the same dumb, airheaded Patrick energy. Uh, the current regime suing the old board for offering Frankie de Jong a fraudulent contract. They are burning every bridge they could have possibly built of goodwill with the common fan. Um, shirking every possible way of responsibility to pay players what they are rightfully owed. Um the Frankie De Jong one, I'm watching on intently as a United fan. The one that just made me sad was Martin Braithwaite, who just wants to get paid his contract, and Barcelona fans are booing him for not leaving the club. It's remarkable. Yeah. It's remarkable. It's, and it, it, I think it does speak to the thing we were touching on last week, is they're just kind of too big to fail. That the club is such an institution, the fans are nuts. Certainly the ones that are in the stadium. I don't know that it's every Barcelona fan. I'm sure there's a million rational ones out there that are directing all their displeasure toward the board. But it is remarkable. It is remarkable the hole that they've gotten themselves into. And so uh, La Liga did, James. They've rejected Barcelona's attempts to register the f- five summer signings. Good. Lundowski, Kunde, Rafinha, Kese, Season's coming up, boys. What are we going to do? And then two contract renewals as well. 
they can't register the renewal of Dembele or Sergio Roberto yet. And so they must, they basically have to raise more funds, right? The league's beginning in seven or eight days. It's beginning next week in La Liga. And so what do they do? They activate the fourth lever. Mm. The fourth lever, James. Pull the lever, Kronk. A hundred million dollars they're getting. Uh, and this, they give up in this. They're selling 25% of uh, Barca Studios, whatever the hell that is. For me, that's got to be probably something to do with like the rights to redistribute and you know license merchandise, yeah. all the yeah. videos, all that kind of stuff. And so, like this is somebody else is going to own Barcelona soon. There's no other way that this can go from a financial perspective. And they're clearly not learning their lesson. They're no. signing all these players. This is the part in the documentary where the narrator goes, and just when you think it couldn't get any weirder, yeah, I wonder if. You know what the only situation would be that would, I think, just make me just kind of go full back, love Barcelona, is if when Javi went to Qatar to learn how to coach, he made some little connections and he said, give me three years, we're gutting that thing, and we're going to buy this thing on the cheap, and then we're going to blow this thing back up. Wow. And then they do it, and they kind of con- – that's the only scenario where I think Barcelona has any sort that's of redeemable – That's big brain. That's big brain, Patrick. kind of coming out of this. It just – they're – I, I still think kind of the state, the state-run clubs still kind of sit on a their own their own kind of level. I thought it was run the by the most, fans, Patrick. Most I, th- hated, I thought it was Mace Game clubs. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, right? I still I feel like Barcelona isn't quite as bad as that, but from a you know kind of respect the game, kind of all that kind of angle. Um, oh, they're, they're taking doing a, everything yeah, wrong. Yeah, everything. And it's only a matter of time before players players get wise to it. You know, if they actually don't get paid, that's remarkable. I think I hate bad. them the most. I really do. And obviously there's some attachment to this Frankie de Jong saga that's not panning out. Um, not that it could have ever had anything to do with Barcelona other than the player. But I say it because they are doing the absolute least in claiming any kind of accountability. No. That's why the lawsuit against themselves is hilarious as faux accountability. But it's just like own up to mistakes and they just find ways to double down in every scenario. Yeah. They're just like, hey, we 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 signed all these players, so PK, you take a little pay cut, you know, for the club that you love. Why like yeah. why not sort it out before you sign the player? Like right. the order of operations here is remarkable and then they just It's play all reactive the victim. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I am and it's a shame because I think our Barcelona uh for the longest time represented the beautiful game so well in so many ways and that's kind of the uh I would say the 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 thing about yeah. them that I think I first associate yeah. with them is beautiful football yeah. and now it is a full on donkey show. Yeah, Patrick, it it does really bring into sharp focus the whole Messi saga last summer. You you touched on this last week on last week's pod, but uh their absolute shock and disgust when Messi turned down the token $1 a week contract or whatever it was. Yeah. He was just like, no, <laughs> I'm not right. doing that. Yeah. yeah. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Okay, Patrick. Goal of the week. It's the solar.com goal of the week. As always, the goal of the week is brought to you by solar.com. Find the most competitive solar bids on the marketplace at solar.com. Use the code PREM500 
for $500 off your solar project at solar.com. I'm going with Fabian Schar. Shards. Big Schar. Uh, Newcastle center back. Kind of marauding forward as you love to see a center back too. Big wind up. Big boot. Usually Rosette. But man, he buried it away. Uh, first goal for Newcastle as well in the second half at home. Vibes were high. Newcastle had a fun bit of a summer. Uh, they look a they look a, a good team. They look a team that's bought in, that's playing together. And that goal... Love a center back screamer. They're hard to beat for me in the in kind of the the order of of goal goal categories, if you will. Uh, beautiful one, beautiful one for me. Where'd you go? That's a good one, Patrick. Here's one for you. And after all, you're my Dewsbury hole against Brentford. What a goal, Patrick! A screwdriver, a daisy cutter, right across the floor. Love Couldn't him. have been less than 30 yards. This is a big season for the boy. He's on my fantasy bench, so I didn't even get that extra cream. Just I didn't cream even get that. Top. I did not even get that cream off the top. That's points left on the bench that would have brought me first place, but that's okay because he might get the start next week. He is stepping into a team that is lacking in reinforcements, lacking in a bit of inspiration, and he will very much come to the fore, and he's off mm-hmm. to a great start with that goal. Yeah, he might be stepping into a, a bigger role soon as Lester still appear to be selling a, a club we should we should talk about on, on the next podcast, James. But yeah, great, great goal. Love those ones that barely get off the ground. Decent week of goals. You had a few other contenders in here, which will you'll be seeing on the social media Ooh, as well. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and let us know if we got it wrong or if we didn't even in our top five include your one because I think there's, there's probably seven on my big list. Yeah, we had a down. big board. We had a, a big, big board, board, but a couple two similar goals as well. Yeah, right? wasn't a couple like of Potens and uh, Ward Prowse, a little too too alike mm-hmm. to separate themselves. Kulosevsky, the Kulosevsky goal is pretty. Another song I can sing when he finally gets it. A lot of um, a lot of really good assists as well. The Sessegnon goal, Kane beautiful assist, Holland second tidy finish, but the assist from De Bruyne was first class. 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 So some good ones, some good goals. Uh, we're up for it, James. Great great start to the season. Fabulous. Well, bring us home the only way you know how, Patrick. Welcome to the Degenerate District. Step right up, step right up. Come get a ticket at the Degenerate District. Time to spin the wheel in the Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. So... Degenerate district, Liverpool let me down with the champion with the uh, with the loss to Fulham. Yep. We're not going to let not off to a clean start. Not going to let that get in the way. Uh, City took care of business as wet hands. So the donkey didn't hit. The meatball did hit Arsenal at about even odds. But this week, James, uh, we're getting back to basics. So my lock <laughs> is what we're calling the big the dogs. It's the, the big dogs got to eat parlay. All three of these teams are home teams, James. Liverpool against Palace. Arsenal against Leicester, and City against Burnmouth. We're getting that at barely even odds, uh, and I'm locking that. All three of those teams are going to be eaten like beasts. Man City, Liverpool, and who's the third? Arsenal hosting Leicester. Oh, you're Arsenal putting them in the home. big dog category. Okay. Big dogs got to eat. Got it. Parlay is what it's called, James. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my meatball is also my game of the week. Very, very up. For Spurs, Chelsea, and what do I like? I like Spurs at plus two twenty, James. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Tough, 
tough place in a London derby for Spurs to go into Stamford Bridge and get all three points. Understood. That's why the odds are like this. But I think Spurs are are, are, are a real, real tough out for everybody. And I'm not overly convinced of Chelsea right now. This game, for me, is a toss-up. Could go either way. But the value on the money, for me, is Spurs at plus 220. Lastly, James, my donkey has got to be Nottingham Forest. They're at home to West Ham. Uh, they are plus 310. And we just saw with Burnmouth. We just saw with Fulham. First home game yeah. in the Premier League since yeah. 1999 for Nottingham Brentford Forest. Brentford last year? Yes, that place is going to be popping off. And West Ham were, you know, it's tough to gauge a performance against City, but they weren't good, you know. They sure. were, you sat back. So it's tough to really say what we got out of West Ham, but you know it's going to be a tough place uh, to win. So going with Nottingham Forest, plus 310 for the donkey. And I do think we learn a lot about them if they if they don't get even a point in this game, James. Nice, nice. Did anything last week hit? Yes, the Arsenal over Palace. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. That was my meatball. My okay, meatball. So we're in both columns. Yes, yes. Um, negative in the money column. Uh, okay. But we're going to track that. Eat. We're going to track that come match week six. We're going to have documented the first 15 picks, the return, return on the donkeys. Um, that social asset's taking a little longer to pull together, James. So we're going to wait. Uh, yeah, we're, we're men of many we're five, responsibilities. <laughs> five match weeks in. Uh, that's the commitment there. But when we say we're going to do something, we do it. We just don't put a timeline on it. We're vibing. We still got to figure out key difference. Still got to figure out who these teams are, what they're all about. Um, and yeah, James, I want to stay all away from your Manchester United, away to Brentford. I, I don't was going to ask. There. I was going to ask. Why don't you just rock whoever United's playing against until you get proven wrong? Might be a good time to do that. I think that I think I think Brentford are plus odds in that game. Probably plus two hundred plus. I think United's even. Jeez. Well, keep an eye out for that one. Yeah. Uh, folks, match week one. We're here. We did it. We're off and running. Can't wait to bring that energy into match week two. Like Patrick said, we got some social stuff cooking for you. Uh, Vegas has just really reinvigorated us with the steez we need to carry out this season in due course. And for that, we'll carry it right on to match week two. We'll see you next time. On behalf of Patrick, this is James and Prem Little Prem signing on out. What's going on, Premids? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Prem head. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Right there. I might not even have to touch that.